0: What is clear through all of this was that there was really a balance between me getting crystal clear on what I wanted, trusting the timing, being so patient, and also being open to magic and forces greater than myself, guiding me along this process. That is what trailblazers do, is we allow ourselves to be guided and we take full responsibility for the shifts that we want to see in our lives. Welcome to Trailblazer. I'm your host, Bryn Daler. In this captivating space, we're breaking free from the confines of the ordinary, venturing into unexplored territory where trailblazers like you redefine what's possible. So, whether you're a seasoned trailblazer looking to learn from fellow pioneers or someone on the verge of their first daring journey, this podcast is your compass. Now, let's get started. This is a Soulfire production. I want to talk about how to make pivots in your career. And technically you could apply these steps to any time that you want to make a pivot in your life, not just your career, but in your relationship, in your home environment. But I really want to talk about business today, especially if your identity is attached to said business. I consider myself the queen of pivoting. (laughs) And I've gotten so much more mature in the way that I've learned to pivot. I used to what I call drop a bombs in my life, where when I didn't like something, I would come in with this like hand grenade and just explode everything. And what that led to was nervous system, overwhelm, total collapse, sickness, uh, complete dysregulation. And there was a time and a place where that served me, not all the chaos that came with it. I think my nervous system really loved chaos and still does at times. But what I realized now is there's a different way to make changes. One that feels supportive to myself, to the people that I love and care about so that I can do this sustainably so that I can continue to evolve as a human being without wrecking myself in the process. And that really became apparent to me when I found my my person, Eli. And I realized that my bomb dropping behavior was affecting him. And as trailblazers, we are prone to change and to want to make a difference in the world. And so we are no strangers to wanting to make pivots. However, I want to talk today about a way to do that, that is supportive and clear and grounded. (laughs) A new word for me. So I'm going to tell the story of my pivot in hopes that it inspires and educates you in a way that you can do your own version of this. So let's take it back to September of 2023. I am in a completely different career. I am working as an intimacy coach for a company. And then I wear many hats as most of us do when we're in small businesses. We can't just get away with having one role. It doesn't work that way. We don't have that luxury, but I don't want that luxury. I love wearing many hats. And so I am an intimacy coach, but I'm also a marketer and a, a saleswoman and admin and logistics. I do a lot of things. But in this particular moment, I'm getting ready to lead one of my very first retreats where I am co-leading. I'm not the assistant or I'm not a support coach. It is my retreat alongside of the owner of the company. And I had such high hopes for this retreat of what I desired it to look like and just what I envisioned myself doing and being at this retreat. And let's just say it didn't go as planned to the participants. They had no idea. The retreat went off without a hitch, but internally my own experience was one of dissatisfaction. I felt wildly disappointed in the way that I showed up. And I felt that I didn't really own my power and my voice as a leader. And because of that, I felt this internal bomb dropping, wanting to come forward. The, like, fuck this. It didn't go the way that I want it to. I had already been thinking of wanting to leave this company for a minute for many reasons, mostly that I just felt like I had outgrown the space. But when this happened, it really motivated me. I was like, I want, I need to get out of here. However, that's when I knew actually because of one of my mentors in relationships, Annie Lala, who I'll probably mention a thousand more times on this show because she's the biggest trailblazer when it comes to love and relationships, She's incredible. Um, But she talks about how she never trusts couples breaking up when they're in a low. And I took that advice and I applied it to my career. And I thought, okay, this is not who I am. This is not the legacy that I want to leave with this company. I've done a lot of great work here. I love these people. I am not leaving on a low. And I think it took a lot of maturity for me to realize that I'm not going out when I'm mad or resentful, this needed to be cleared. And like I said, prior to this, I had already noticed feelings of stagnation internally and externally. And I think it's important to really look at that, that where is the stagnation occurring? The business itself had slowed. We had come to a halt in many ways. And I started to feel guilty because I knew part of that was because I wasn't a 10 out of 10 out of being there anymore. So my own internal stagnation was creating external stagnation. And that was one of my first warning signs of like, this has gone on for months and months and months. This is not a new feeling. So when I noticed that, I thought, okay, it's time to make a change. And I was afraid as, as many of us will be when we go to make big changes in the world, because I hadn't been on my own quite some time, but I started to also look at the facts, the numbers, because I think in spiritual community and la la land, we can get lost in, like, well, how do we feel? But the truth was that there were some cold hard numbers looking me in the face as well, going, this is how much you're making as a coach. But if you stay here, you of course need to give a percentage to that company. And it wasn't making financial sense for me to stay. So internally I was feeling stagnation. Externally the business was slowing. And then on top of that, I knew that I could be making more money. And that was a driving factor. It is okay to want to make more money. And also at the end of the day, my heart just wasn't hidden anymore. And so fast forward, I had an opportunity to make right within myself and within the business. We had one more retreat coming up and this uh, retreat was in October and we go to this retreat and I knew what I wanted to experience this time and it went off flawlessly, truly was a highlight of my career. I've never felt so in my power, so valued in the way that I showed up for these women it was reflected in their experience of me it was reflected in my experience of me and the co-host of the retreat and I had an amazing synergy and I could have looked at that and said well this is reason why I should stay everything was perfect why would I leave from this moment but instead I actually knew this was my sign because I could now leave from a place of full peace, full clarity, because even at the peak of my career, I still wanted to go. And it felt so much more empowering to leave from that place of confidence and and assuredness within myself and within the business that it's like a relationship. Again, I'll make that connection of, are we leaving because we're triggered or are we leaving because we're two loving people that can have an honest conversation of this is no longer working. So that next week, right after the retreat, I gave my notice and I transitioned out of the business. So this was the beginning of my pivot. I will say that there is more to this pivot, just as there usually is with any transition. It's not usually just one ripping of the band-aid and everything goes seamlessly. Now life supported me in this transition. I think sometimes we look for proof or evidence that we are on the right path. And oh my God, did I get that evidence within the first week of me being fully on my own? I made almost $30,000, which was a lot more than what I was making in that company. And I took that as a sign to keep going of like, there is so much energy and momentum to be had when you are ready to make that leap and you lean into the fear. And so I am so just overjoyed with how easy things are going. And it was so divine because I needed proof of income for this home that I was moving into. And had I stayed in my previous job, I would not have had that same proof. But now I have this lump sum of money in my bank account way more than I'd ever had. So I keep going and everything's feeling pretty good for the first couple of months. And then February comes around and I tell you, I hit one of the worst months I have financially ever hit in my entire life. And then it happened again in March, two months of making almost no money. And I'm doing all the right things. I'm showing up on Instagram. I'm checking the boxes of having discovery calls and I'm strategically doing all of the right things but something still felt off. There was that internal feeling of dissatisfaction and stagnation again. And so I started to question again, now everything is on paper correct, but I still don't feel right within this niche, this niche of intimacy coaching. And when I met my partner back in August, July of 2022, I started noticing that the way intimacy coaching had felt for me was no longer in alignment. I didn't enjoy sharing my my newfound partner and love and this one felt different. This one felt he and I our connection felt so pure and so real and there was this protectiveness that I felt around it and so all of the momentum and excitement that I had when I was single was no longer there. So intimacy coaching just kept feeling so strained. And there was this push pull internally of how do I show up in the world as this person if I don't even want to talk about my own sex and love life anymore. And I'm, I'm just sitting with these feelings. I'm not going back to that initial chaotic bomb dropping of like, it doesn't work. So I'm going to leave. And then I go to this thing called the gate and the gate is, it's a part of this umbrella called network spinal epi energetics. And what they do at these events is they help you align energetically with your truth, with your spine. There's an incredible network of healers. And I've been using this modality in my life and I I absolutely love it. And it has created profound shifts in my life. And so when I knew that this event was so perfectly timed in February, it's kind of like I imagine ayahuasca or mushrooms where I haven't done ayah, but I've had my share of mushroom trips and how things start to show up in your life before you go to embark on this journey. And that's what started happening before I went to the gate. It was like, I was having really terrible months financially, which isn't enough to pivot your business. But I knew that there was something there for me to look at, like something wasn't aligning. And then mostly I just didn't want to show up anymore. And I thought like, there's something out of alignment. So I went to this event to get back into alignment and at that event, that's a whole other story. But what I will say was that I had so many shifts in my internal state and Eli and I were having breakfast after one of the sessions. And I remember looking at him and just bawling because if you've ever had this feeling before, you'll know what I'm talking about, which is that I knew change was coming. It was an internal crystal clear feeling that my life was about to to shift. And I just started crying. And I said, "I, I think my time with intimacy coaching is coming to an end. There's something I can't describe. I don't have the words for it yet, but everything is pointing to it's time to make a shift. And what came after that knowing was a dark place. It was not easy making that. Clear moment to myself of I'm ready to make the shift in my career. All signs are pointing to it's time to shift. What came after that was a lot of darkness because my identity was so wrapped up in the woman who is the intimacy coach who shares her life and her sexuality and her expression. And I thought, well, if I'm not that, then who the fuck am I? I had been so clear on my identity for the past four years. It was this blanket that protected me and kept me warm. And I loved that identity. I loved that version of Bryn. And so it's like leaving one relationship without knowing who the next partner is going to be, because sometimes I've done that where I've left a relationship and gotten right into the next one, almost knowing who I was going to to date next. And this time there was no suitor on the other side. And that was so deeply uncomfortable. I can't tell you how many nights I just laid in bed shaking because I was so uncomfortable in my skin because I was letting go of one thing without knowing what was coming next. But the main thing that I want to drive home here was the patience that I had. I knew I didn't want to just rush into the next thing, but I also wasn't willing to wait until perfection either. And I think that's a big, important Fact to drive home was that I wasn't going to wait until the perfect circumstance came along for me to make the shift from A to B, that there were going to be all of these micro steps that had to occur for me to figure out what was coming next. My bank account drained to almost nothing. And I really learned in that time period of how I get to, again, let go of identity and attachment to that number meaning something about me, my identity, meaning something about me as an intimacy coach. And so I just started to ask good questions, which is, you know, the quality of questions will be directly correlated to the quality of your life. And so I started asking myself, well, what are the skill sets that I have? And what do I want to do right now? If I don't want to be an intimacy coach, what else is available? I'm not an idiot. I've created a lot of change and and momentum in my life. And I've learned a lot of skills along the way. And so it was this blend of divinity and logic because I knew and was getting clear with myself internally of what are my skills? What are the things that I want to do in the world? I knew that I loved marketing and I loved sales and I love creative endeavors. And then I also was following the breadcrumbs and the energetic, the knowings. And a girlfriend of mine mentioned casually that she was in the process of redoing her website. And I said, do you want help with that? And that led to me getting a project where I started to make more money. And then another friend mentioned that she was in the process of building a keynote. And I was like, oh, I love making presentations. Why don't I try that? And life just kept giving me these, what felt like, obvious doors to then follow to walk through. But if you're not paying attention, you'll miss those doors. You'll walk right by them because you have this idea of how it's supposed to look. So I just kept saying yes to the next thing, even if it wasn't the 100% clarity of where I wanted to be. I was humble enough to, to try something else. And I just kept saying yes to all of these mini projects And then I was collecting data about myself in that process. So every project that I took on that wasn't intimacy coaching gave me more feedback of like, oh, I really loved doing this piece, but I hated doing that piece noted. And so I was getting all of this data. And then I thought, okay, I've got all this soupiness of what I like, what I don't like. I need help organizing this. So I hired a business consultant to take me through one session of clarity To get crystal clear on what are my values and what am I looking for? I know I've made so many parallels to dating in this episode, but I'm going to do it again. It was like me looking for my, my person. I wanted to get really clear on who am I coming into this relationship and what are you bringing to the table and do those two things align so that when the right opportunity would come along, I would be a fuck yes. And it would be obvious. So I hired this man and he was so incredibly helpful organize my brain. I get everything on paper. I know exactly what I'm looking for. I know that I'm looking for a company that's going to foster my growth and learning also my freedom and my need for autonomy that I couldn't be at a nine to five. And mind you, I think the other thing that trailblazers do really well that I think I was able to do in this process was it wasn't all logic and writing checklists. I was also calling upon forces that were so much greater than myself. And it makes me want to cry just thinking about it because the force that I was calling upon was my future daughter. And her and I, we talk from time to time and she knows I'm not ready to be her mama quite yet. But she's been telling me when we talk, when I meditate with her and I sit in her energy, she tells me exactly what she needs in order to come earthside. side. And so one of those things that she said to me was, Mama, I need you to find stability. I need it. I can't come if you don't create a safe and stable place for me to come into. And single brand was able to just gallivant and try new things and drop bombs when she wanted to. But I met my man, my person, and we're growing together and we're going to build a family And this baby that wants to come through for both of us, she wanted the stability too. So, yes, I had the business consultant that was helping me organize my brain. But then I also had this sweet little soul telling me that it's time to find a company to work for, that you can have your coaching business on the side because I I do. I love it. And I will always enjoy, I imagine, I can't say always, but I imagine there will always be a part of me that wants to support individual women. Women in creating amazing lives for themselves. But I also felt the deeper part of me that wanted to create that stability. So it was like all of these puzzle pieces just kept dropping and dropping. And then the last piece of the puzzle for me was that I decided to tell a small, select group of trusted people of my vision. This is different than going on Instagram and blasting your goals to the world and thinking that that's being intimate and clear. I was being a lot more strategic. I thought, who are the people that are connected, that I trust, that I respect, that could support me in this? Because this was very near and dear to my heart. It was a very vulnerable and raw time. I was letting go of one business while trying to create another one. And Kelly, the CEO of Soulfire, was one of the very first people I ever told. And call it intuition or a nudge from the universe, but I was like, I feel like I should text Kelly this. She's connected to a lot of amazing podcasters and business owners. My logical mind did not go to, and then one day you're going to work for Soul Fire, too." Eli and I are traveling at the moment. we're in Miami for my brother's college graduation, and I'm laying on the beach, and I get a text from Kelly that says, "I have a crazy idea. Can we get on the phone together?" I think I responded back something like I fucking love crazy ideas, let's do it. She gets on the phone and something along the lines of you want to come work for Soulfire. And at first I was like, uh yes. It felt so perfect and obvious that I almost didn't want to trust it. But because I had been preparing for this moment for literally months, 6 to 8 months, I had the I, the resources, the facts, the feelings that I wanted to have when I knew that this business was going to come along as it so perfectly did. That once I was able to actually sit with what she was saying to me, I was able to see without a shadow of a doubt that this was it. But even then, we didn't just jump into bed together. <laughs> we allowed ourselves to have this smart and strategic and Month to two month long courting process where I asked questions and she got clear in what she wanted. And every conversation got us closer and closer because I was crystal clear on what I wanted and she was crystal clear on what she wanted. It allowed us to finally get to that place of this is going to work and I think we're going to go forward with this. And the last piece of this story was I was. I think it was around May, I went on a bachelorette trip for one of my dear friends to Sedona. And i had never been to Sedona, but I'd heard about the magic and the vortexes. And and so it is hour one of this trip. We rented this ridiculously big van to (laughs) caravan all of us from A to B. And there's like 10 of us in the car. And we haven't even gotten to Sedona. We are like en route from Phoenix to Sedona. And it's a Thursday evening. And I open my phone and I have this email from Kelly that says offer because nothing was final at this point. And I open it up and there's this exact offer of exactly what I had been wanting for and had been preparing for. And I just took a deep breath and I told the group of women I said, oh my God, I think I just got a job offer. (laughs) That's exactly what I've been looking for. And the van literally erupted into cheers and screams and, oh my God, we're so happy for you. We're so proud of you. Because they they witnessed me be the woman who several months prior was like dry heaving on my couch because I was so uncomfortable and had no money and didn't know where I was going and was stepping away from being an intimacy coach. And to now that that email that represented changes here, You've you, you pivoted, this is it. And I knew I wasn't going to say yes in that moment that I really wanted to sit with it. And again, this was back to the same lesson of patience and trusting the timing. And I I just said, Hey, listen, I'm at a pachelorette party. I'm not going to make this decision in the moment. Let's jump on a call on Monday. So it is now fast forward the last hour of the trip. We had a beautiful time together, being in nature, spending time together. And we get upon the last hour where we're, At a juice shop before we get into the van to drive back to the airport to go home. I grab a juice. I didn't even look at it. I just was like, I want a green juice and I'm going to get in the car and head back home. And we're sitting in the van and we're headed back to the airport. And my girlfriend said, Hey, can I have a sip of that? And I pass it to her and she laughs. She goes, Did you do that on purpose? I said, What? She goes, The juice. And she takes the juice bottle and she shoves it in my face and across the top of it, the name of this particular blend of juice was called the soul fire. And I just laughed because this is the shit you can't make up. This is the divinity, the universe going, yes, proceed, keep going. This is it. So I texted Kelly a picture of this juice bottle and we laughed. And on Monday we had the conversation where I said yes and accepted. And it's not to say that that's where the pivot ends because there was still the process of me slowly but surely letting go of that identity. But I hope that what is clear through all of this was that there was really a balance between me getting crystal clear on what I wanted, trusting the timing, being so patient, and also being open to magic and forces greater than myself guiding me along this process. That is what trailblazers do is we allow ourselves to be guided and we take full responsibility for the shifts that we want to see in our lives. And so I hope that today this inspires you and allows you to see what is possible when you are ready to make a shift in your career, but really in any part of your life, because that process that just unfolded, that is what led me here to this exact moment of having this conversation with you. And I hope more than anything that you're truly able to feel and experience and trust that it is okay to pivot and how important it is to trust the divine timing of your life.